On today's episode of The Breakaway, presented by Los Rios Community College District, it's a solo pod, just me talking. Got a lot of stuff to talk about the last couple weeks. Apologize we haven't had a podcast in a few weeks. Had a lot going on, uh, but excited uh, excited to be back talking Republic in a, in a good spot after a couple of results that maybe weren't as positive as we wanted them to be, but still in first place in the West. Uh, a lot of positive things happening. Some nagging injuries we'll discuss here in a moment, but a lot of things happening. Uh, so we'll talk about all that on this episode. My name is Connor Sutton. This is The Breakaway, a Republic FC podcast. Sacramento Republic FC fans, UC Davis Health is here to keep you in the game so you can score a healthier future. From adult and pediatric care to sports medicine and orthopedics, their providers focus on achieving better health for the very young to the young at heart. Find a doctor you connect with at any of their 17 primary care clinics throughout the region, including Davis, Sacramento, Folsom, Roseville, Rockland, and more. Learn how they can support you at choosehealth.ucdavis.edu. At Elk Grove Charter School, our students chase their dreams. Students advance at their own pace. EGCS offers flexible schedules, small class sizes, and accelerated learning in a fully accredited learning environment. We help students balance their academic goals while pursuing their passions in club sports, performing arts, entrepreneurship, and much more. Elk Grove Charter School is now enrolling. Learn more by going to egcs.egusd.net or give us a call at 916-714-1653. We're confident our students will astound you. All right, so three consecutive draws for a team in first place uh, in the Western Conference. They're up by a point over San Antonio, who's won three straight matches. The good news there is Sacramento has that head-to-head. Uh, it's uh, win-loss against uh, versus you know head-to-head as we go for playoffs. So if you want to take a look at that, what's crazy is the Western Conference take Las Vegas out of the bottom of the standings. They are, have only 11 points. But from 11 to 1, only separated by 11 points total. So RGV in 11th, Republican first. Only 11 points separates them. Now, those teams at the bottom of the table have really picked up things, including the team that Republic plays this weekend, New Mexico United. They've won 3 of 4. They've got 25 points. They're sitting on one game out of the playoff uh, picture and of course they have a new head coach who's been around I think only seven games so they've been playing a little bit differently um, and we'll talk about that here in a bit and I'm sure on the broadcast Rob and Adam um, will discuss as well I want to quickly talk about um, some midseason award stuff real quick before we talk more about where the team's at right now I was doing this last week and with the injuries I was like ah, let me wait a week and I can see where guys are at um, and the thing is you know, some of these injuries taking a little longer to get back, I think, than we all thought. Obviously, Roro Lopez, that's that was the big one early in the year. And then it seems like they've all kind of compiled together the last few weeks. And now we're at a spot where guys are playing a little out of position. We saw uh, Jared Timmer playing right wing back um, a match earlier this year. Uh, that was the uh, that was the game that Jack Kerr was on the broadcast with Adam Moffitt for, the players-only broadcast, but against uh, Pittsburgh. Then you wait, you think, okay, we're going to get guys back, get guys back, and, and slowly that is going to happen. But I wanted to quickly talk about that. So I was trying to figure out how to do this um, with some of the injuries. So I started with MVP so far, and it's pretty hard not to choose this guy. Uh, he's got 10 goals so far. He's in the golden boot hunt. It's Russell Cicerone. So good. A big clutch goal this last weekend to, to save a draw um, in a match where the Republic did not play well. And that's, you know, he's been so good. He's also Offensive Player of the Year. How can he not be? 
and he's been so good for the Republic, and he's been having to kind of play without some guys that he's been playing so well with. Sebastian Herrera, who's been out for a bit. Jack Gurr, who's been out. Hopefully we'll be back um, at least partially this weekend. And that's what I think will be interesting about what happens with uh, with the remainder of the season. As guys start to get back. By the way, we haven't really even seen Russell play a whole lot with Roro, who is probably the best creator in the USL. So that's going to be another thing that's exciting to see him get fully unlocked when we start to get guys back because he's getting a lot of attention up top um, from other teams um, with not necessarily having multiple weapons like we did earlier in the year. So he's the MVP Offensive Player of the Year so far. Number two on this list, and I th- I thought about tweaking these around, but I, I kind of decided just based on um, some of the injuries and missing games these got flipped. So I put Danny V number two. He's in the Golden Glove hunt yet again. He's been so good. A lot of big saves this past weekend. A lot of big saves against Pittsburgh. Um, and he's been very good for the Republic. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, so he's been great. And, you know, he's continued to be one of the Republic's uh, shining stars every single week. Number three is Jack Gurr. I, he was going to be number two for me if I did this last week. Um, but he's been so good. He's got on the, on the score sheet many times. You can see a massive difference this year in the Republic when he is on the field versus when he's not. His ability to whip balls in, his ability to get out wide and get into the attack and open things up for Sacramento. When he hasn't been out there, it's almost like it's a completely different team. And I know they've been missing many guys, so it's not just him. But he's the one I think of the most just because of he's so hard to replicate. The way he can get up down the sideline um, and fly by guys, be creative. He's so good in the final third at finding spots. He's a great defender as well. Um, so, like I said, he's number three right now. Would have been number two last week. Um, number four is again. I, I you know it's a lot of the injury stuff. Been this is a guy who's been in every single match. Connor Donovan. So he's been solid at center back. Had a, has had so many big clearances. He is itching for his first goal on some of these set pieces where he's gotten ahead on multiple times. You've heard Jacker on the Players Only broadcast talk about that, where he felt like Connor was going to get ahead on every one of them. And without some height up front like Luis Felipe, without when um, Sebastian Herrera hasn't been in the lineup, Sacramento kind of missing that aerial dynamic, and he's been something that they've seen like they've tried to target on set pieces when those guys have not been available. So Connor Donovan, number four for me. He's in one of the tops in the league in clearances. Um, he's been really good. A couple other things. I don't have too many awards here, but I wanted to quickly chat through them so when we go to the end of the year, we can really go through it. Uh, new award, Glue Guy Award. I didn't really know what to do, but I felt like Nick Ross deserved an award, so I kind of created this one for him. Guy who, in in his couple years with Sacramento, like trying to find his way into the lineup consistently, um, and the way he's done it this year is kind of filling in where there's been injuries. So um, playing out on the wing, scoring a couple key, key goals, uh, scored a big goal in the Open Cup, um, and he's just kind of found his way into being a key member of, of the Republic's lineup. And he just, he's been that. He's a glue guy on the pitch. He kind of does a lot of the little things, fills in where he's needed when Arnold Lopez has been out or when Luis Felipe has been out. He's been in the midfield and then he can move out to the wing. He can do a lot of different things. And what, originally, when, you know, the Republic signed him last offseason, that was what we talked about a lot with Nick Ross. Is he does a lot of little things people don't see um, and he can do a lot of various elements, can play. You know, he's played a little out of position this year and that's what makes him so great. Um, Defensive player of the year, I put Connor Donovan again for the same things I mentioned um, for MVP, for him being fourth in in my rankings. 
currently. I want to mention a couple guys that have been really good. Arnold Lopez probably is number two on this defensive player of the year. I don't know how many times he's gotten tackles in the middle of the field, sprung Sacramento into a counter. Seems like every time. And he what a what a pickup he's been. Um so not having him for when he's had a couple yellow cards or things like that, that has been uh it's you can see the gap. And when him and Luis both aren't out there that's when I think you see that the slight drop off because those two guys, when they are playing together and playing at their top level, that is when I think Sacramento has been so dangerous. You couple that with Jack Kerr, uh, you couple that with guys up top. I think that's that's a huge, huge difference. Made in the Shade Tent Rentals is your number one choice for tent rentals in Sacramento and throughout Northern California. From concerts and festivals to corporate events, outdoor dining to private special events, construction, manufacturing, or farming, whenever you need shade, whatever the occasion, we've got you covered. Visit madeshade.com to inquire about options. That's M-A-D-E shade.com. Choosing the right health plan for you and your family is simple with Western Health Advantage. Their plans include wellness programs that put you in the game and on the field with ways to stay fit and healthy. Check out their affordable plans that have been keeping our community strong for over 25 years. Go online to westernhealth.com. That's westernhealth.com for more information. All right, so the last couple of weeks, I want to talk about Zeke Padilla, who was obviously has been playing the last few matches for Sacramento with Luis, or excuse me, with Luther Arshamed going to play in the Gold Cup. Um, some injuries up top as well with Sebastian. Uh, I have thought he's been playing really well. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping he gets a goal here soon to kind of break and get him even more confidence. But he doesn't look like, you know, an academy player that when he steps out there, he just doesn't. He looks aggressive. He looks focused, um, and that's been really, really exciting. So for Sacramento, right, these last three matches, uh, you get the draw against Memphis, a team that hasn't been very good in the in the East, and then all of a sudden they pop up. They've been playing better, and they're in fourth place in the East, so eight points out. So that's relatively remarkable. You tie a team who hasn't lost at home since last year. They are in first place overall across the league. Uh, they have played one more game than Sacramento, by the way. But that's Pittsburgh. You you hold them to a nil-nil draw again, probably as missing a ton of guys. That's a huge point. And then getting a huge point against Memphis. And listen, everybody knows you want to get wins at home. And the two last two home matches, RGV and Memphis, uh, have been relatively disappointing. But when the way if you think about the way that Republic were able to pull off points in those matches, you have to think about the resilience of these teams. Sacramento with eight draws, nine wins, again, just two losses. You look at a team like Colorado, who's in fifth place. They've played 20 matches. They've lost 10, and that's why they're so far down. You get a couple draws there, and that's the thing. If Sacramento could get a few wins out of those draws – and again, if you look at the strength of schedule stuff that John Morrissey put out, I think it was today or yesterday, Sacramento, one of the easiest schedules down the stretch. The toughest part here is you got injuries midseason, and we're about to go on one of the longest uh, road trips of the year in the next few weeks, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Eight draws, nine wins. You look at the last five, Sacramento's only won one of their last five and against teams you think, hey, they should handle. The big one I want to mention is getting a draw against Pittsburgh on the road because that's the best team in the league right now. Sacramento playing injured for that match, still found a way to hold them to no goals, a clean sheet, first clean sheet in quite a while, had their opportunities in the first half, and grinded out a victory. That's what they're doing right now with the way this team is kind of dealing with the injuries. They are grinding out results 
And that's what is uh, incredibly impressive. And I think it's going to bode well for this team when they start to get everybody back, when they start flying high like they were earlier in the season when they were winning all these games in a row. That's what's going to be important. The thing is, Sacramento's played majority of their games so far at home. You could make the case that that is why they are higher up on the table than some other teams. But the injuries that have been the last month or so um, have really hurt the Republic in that aspect. You look forward. That's the key. The look forward is what is going to be interesting, right? You got New Mexico this weekend, a team that's won three of four. Going to be a big match. This is a team that's historically been great in the USL Championship this year, struggling a little bit. I mentioned the coaching change. We'll see if they play a little bit differently, uh, a little bit tough of a field to play on, a great atmosphere in New Mexico. So it's a big one for Sacramento. Again, a draw or a victory. A victory would be unbelievable going into this match again with the injuries, but a draw would be would be um, a positive result as well. Then you come back home for Phoenix, who's been playing better under Juan Guerra's uh, reign in his first full season there. Uh, they're in eighth place currently. So that's th- these are the matches that I think we're going to find out a lot about some of the depth stuff. So we've talked about depth being important throughout you know this year, last year. This is the opportunity. If they can pull off some victories in games where they are outmatched a little bit, you then come back and you play Vegas on the 29th. That's the worst team in the league uh, by a lot. Actually, Hartford is the worst team in the league by a lot. Um, they're actually one point off each other. Minus 18 goal differential for Hartford. They've lost five straight. Uh, Vegas is minus 13 um, in goal differential with 11 points. But anyway, following that, then you play Monterey Bay, a team that has been playing really well, actually, uh, up until about, what is it, early beginning of this month. Um, they've lost three of four in seventh place. So you're not, and then in Birmingham. So, like, listen, that my, my whole point in this is you're not playing any teams that are at the very, very tip-top of of the league. Then you play Loudon on the road. You play Orange County at home. That's the Hughes game. And Phoenix. So if you look at the month of August, so those are all games in August. Monterey Bay, August 5th. Birmingham, August 12th. Loudon, August 19th. August 26th is is, uh, Orange County. And Phoenix on the 30th. All those teams are in, let's see, sixth place in below in their respective conferences. So you're not playing any of the top 10 teams on in the league in any of those matches. The only one that you will say, if you want to even go back to even right now. So right now, as we stand recording this, July 20th through the end of August, you're not playing a team that is above sixth in the rankings. Now that could change by the time you play one of these teams. But the point of the matter is we talked about the strength of schedule early in the season and how important it was to get results early in the season. And you build that gap between you and other teams then you don't you don't foresee this, but you get hit with injuries. You battle with the injuries, try to grab results where you can. Then you're starting to see the back half of the schedule come through where you're playing not necessarily bad teams, but weaker teams, not as talented teams who are also dealing with their own injuries as, as kind of everybody is during this period of time in the midseason when there's been a lot of matches. And hopefully Sacramento, even with some of the rotation that they're having to do, can start to pick up some results. That gets the guys who are coming off the bench some confidence, which I think is important. And because we saw early in the year when we would, for instance, that first Open Cup match, we were kind of seeing a lot of the guys who were coming off the bench get starts the first time. They just looked uncomfortable. They didn't look confident. And I think as they start to get more reps, they get some results when they're out there um, and get confident. It's going to make things even easier for Sacramento down the stretch of the regular season and then guys when they come in off the bench in a playoff match they feel confident and there isn't a huge gap between 
the starting 11 and the guys coming off the bench. And that's what the goal is. You don't want to have your top 11 being so good that you don't want to be able you don't want to sub guys in because you're afraid of how far of a drop off it's going to be. And we've seen that in matches this year. And I hope that these this next month you're playing weaker opponents theoretically. You're you got some injuries. It's a good opportunity for guys to step up. A guy like Zika Lewis who I have been waiting to to break out for us. A guy like Z, uh, Keko, um, and and a few others as well. I think Dami Vieira. We could see him. I mean, I know he played very good uh, early on last year. I'd love to see him get on the score sheet some more. Luther Arshamed, can he break out? He's a young guy. He'd have a big could have a big second half of the season. So that's the that's the question mark going into this next month. Is got to get healthy, obviously, because it's so important for just the longevity of this team and being able to stay at the top of the table uh, through the remainder of the season. But getting the rotation guys comfortable, getting them confident, getting some results with some of these guys in your 11, making big plays, key goals, key stops, key blocks, saves, counters, all of the above, and getting Sacramento flying on all fronts. That's the best case scenario, in my opinion, no doubt. Now, quickly I want to mention the teams that are playing, that are around them in the West. I'll stick specifically with the West. Okay, so the next three for San Antonio, they have a very easy schedule as well. The next four, really. They play Miami, Hartford, Phoenix, and then they play RGV, Monterey Bay, Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh, up until that August 26th match, they have some easy schedule as well. They just played El Paso last weekend, by the way, lost to El Paso in that match. For El Paso, who's in third place, who's been really playing well, they play Oakland, who's been pl- who's in sixth place, kind of in striking range. RGV, Miami, Phoenix. So it's not just Sacramento who's getting some of these easier teams right now in the Western Conference. It's the top three teams. It's Sacramento, San Antonio, El Paso. So what that means is, yes, this easier schedule should be great for Sacramento. The problem is San Antonio, El Paso likely will benefit from the easy schedule as well. Maybe not. But if you look at San Diego, they don't have as simple of a schedule. They play Colorado this week in a team, uh, or next week, right below them. Uh, they have a bye this weekend. And then they have uh, Orange County, Loudoun, Memphis. Again, same kind of model, teams at the bottom of the table currently. So top four teams all playing similar teams here midseason as we cross the halfway mark, and that's what I think is going to be a key is making sure you get results against some of these weaker teams, getting comfortable, and move forward, and obviously get guys back from injuries uh last thing quickly on the east pittsburgh i I know they're the they're in first place right now i know there's been some stories about how good they've been um you know they beat they've beat louisville they've drawn with louisville they have the head-to-head there um they beat some good teams and sacramento playing them on the road i thought was a a big big result what could be important is if theoretically, again, way, way, hypothetically, way down the road, if you're thinking about who hosts the final, if that ever comes to it, Sacramento in a good spot, getting a draw on the road. They play them at home later on in this season. You get a result there, get a win. You then held that head-to-head. So if there is a tie on points, which right now Sacramento is down three points uh, to Pittsburgh with a game in hand, so theoretically a win this weekend, they'd be dead even. I bet it's going to be close. I do think that's going to matter. And that's going to be something to, to watch as we head to the end of the season. Tampa Bay right behind them, though, with 34 points in 19 games. They're another team that I think uh, is important. Again, Sacramento uh, holds the head-to-head, right, or 
not the head-to-head. They they drew with them on the road as well. So all in all, as much as the sky could feel like it's falling after three draws, a lot of injuries, Sacramento in a great spot. They're in first place in the Western Conference, dealing with some injuries, but a good opportunity for some depth to play well. If the depth play well, I think that bodes well for Sacramento going later when they have to rotate in tough um, stretches of matches and of and maybe in the playoffs as well. If you go to extra time theoretically in playoffs, so that's my 18 minute thoughts dump that I just threw into this podcast. Um, and I wanted to talk about it. I know it's been off for a couple weeks. I wanted to also mention real quick, um, I should have said this off the top. Thank you to everyone who's listened. We just crossed our 50,000 download mark a couple weeks ago. Um, we have climbed over the thousand subscriber mark. Um, so a massive, massive thank you to anybody who, uh, who follows, listens and, uh, shares this podcast. We really appreciate it. We will have more content coming up, not with just me talking for 18 minutes, but more than, uh, some player interviews, coach interviews, lots of things coming up uh, here in the next few weeks. Plus, we got some good 10-year content coming into the 10-year anniversary match at Hughes Stadium on August 26th. Uh, tomorrow night, the Women's World Cup watch party at La Five in Rancho Cordova. You can come watch the game with Roro Lopez, which will be cool. And then Saturday, uh, Republic on the road taking on New Mexico in an important match. See if they can scrap away three points from New Mexico. That would be a huge victory for Sacramento. Thank you guys again uh, for listening to this podcast. And if you don't see us at La Five tomorrow, we'll see you next Wednesday at home for Phoenix Rising as the Republic trying to get a win. State Fair match where your ticket will get you to the State Fair. Should be a lot of fun. Should be very nice weather, which is important uh, for the last two extremely hot matches. All right, guys. Thank you so much. As always, go Republic.